Savage. Yo, what's going on, Savages? Welcome to another episode of the Savage Snowflake Podcast with me, Jeff Leach. Where, where the fuck have I been? You may ask yourself. Uh, well, those of you who keep up with my online uh, antics, I guess, if you're watching me streaming on mixer.com slash Jeff Leach, will know that I've just been a little bit busy. There's been a hell of a lot going on over the last few weeks. That coupled with, let's give you the, let's give you the real lowdown, that coupled with crippling crippling fear of failure and depression. I think that's the reality, like, day in, day out, I think, you know what, I'm doing something amazing, it's going well. I started the podcast, put out those first five or six episodes, everything was going swimmingly, it was all going well, we're getting good listenership, we're building up the viewers, people are downloading it, they're sharing it with their friends, and then I'm like, this is, this is going way too good. This is, this is too positive for me. I think I should take a step back. I should not do one for a number of weeks just to self-sabotage. Anyway, I'm done with that bullshit. I've been self-sabotaging myself for long enough. Uh, let me kick off the podcast, first of all, by doing two things. One, thanking Mr. Onin Jones for that intro music. Uh, if you want to check him out, soundcloud.com forward slash Onin, O-N-I-N, Jones, J-O-N-E-S. He's a buddy of mine, makes some amazing music. Check out his website on SoundCloud. Also, let me just start off by just just apologizing. I just want to say sorry that I've been missing for so many weeks. I think it's been five or six weeks that I haven't done a podcast, but I'm back now and I will be back every single week and it will be turned out. Shout out to all of the patrons as well, all of those heroes of patron. Uh, There will be a regular weekly update. I promise, I swear, upon the life of my unborn um, second quasin. Quasin? What the fuck is a quasin? It's like a cousin, but uh, from a foreign part of the world. (laughs) Anyway, I apologize. I'm sorry. I've been honest with you. Fear of failure. It holds us back. Also, I'll tell you what holds me back currently is uh, fear of being fucking ugly in Los Angeles. This city, everyone is so young and beautiful, and handsome, and muscular, and tight, and taut, and tan, and sexual, and delicious, and smooth, and uh, this is what happens when you mix a 34-year-old man with boredom, uh, self-loathing, and far too much vanity. I have managed to shave the... (laughs) I'm embarrassed to say it out loud, but to shave the hair on my arms. And every other part of my body. I, manscaping is not a new thing, all right? People have been doing this for quite a while now, trimming down the old bullsack, keeping the uh, the tufts around the, the testes and the, 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 the girth of your, of your lengthy rod trimmed to perfection, just to make sure that if you are ever so lucky for a woman to go near to your genitals, she'll go, wow, what wonderful presentation skills you have, sir. This, to me, suggests you could be a wonderful mate. In the short and or long term, let me dine upon the feast you have laid out before me in such a wonderful (laughs) gastronomic presentation. Basically, I got bored and I decided to trim my fucking pubes and I just went too far. Feel free to hit me up. Uh, and let me know. Um, I think our email address is savagepodcast at jeffreyleach.com. Has anyone else just gone a bit too far with the fucking vanity manscaping? I started out just as a, you know, I think a regular level of modern day masculinity. All right, just trim down the old hairs there, give the balls a little shave, keep things looking nice and fresh. And then I realized that because I'm quite a, a hirsute gentleman, quite a hairy chap, I had to maintain some of the thigh hair so it didn't look offset against <laughs> the, the, 
the 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 newly quaffed testes. And then once I'd done the thigh hair, I realized the the bottom half of my legs looked a bit weird being so so then it just it just went from place to place to place, from level to level. And before I knew it, I was looking at my body in the mirror and going, I've got to remove I've got to trim down at least the hair on my arms because every other part of me is now pretty trim except for my arms. I look like a fucking werewolf. So anyway, I'm currently rocking the itchiest set of arms you've ever seen. I feel like a Brillo pad. Like, and, and you know what? Good, good. I'm glad I look like an idiot. I'm glad I feel so incredibly fucking itchy and stupid. And I'm glad that I'm destined to wear long sleeve shirts for the foreseeable future until this shit grows back because I'm a fucking moron. Let me just say, if you if you ever just look at yourself in the mirror and you start to fucking hate on a part of your body or, or a certain aspect of who you are, might be little feeling a little too hairy, feeling a bit too jowly, looking at your paunch a little bit. Maybe one nut hangs a bit lower than the other. Maybe one of those boobs is, is just unnecessarily larger than the other. Whatever it is that you're hating about yourself, have a step back. And don't do what I did. Just accept that it's just who you fucking are. Accept that there are people out there right now. There is a guy right now who has got a micro penis. And he's never going to be able to trim some length onto the end of that. Do you know what I mean? There, there is a woman right now with labia hanging down like, like an old disused red velvet theater curtain and she can i mean she could get them trimmed but that process would be so incredibly painful and depressing these people are going through their lives with some real problems a little bit too much body hair it's fucking it's all right it's all right there's girls out there there's armenian chicks in the world they'll always <laughs> they love guys with hair there's i guarantee there is a greek woman right now listening to this podcast thinking oh I don't know why she has such a deep voice. That's just the way I've chosen to characterize her. Oh, if only I could find myself a, a comedian who uh, loves video games and podcasting, does some acting with a hairy, hairy, hairy thigh. Then she's out there. That woman's out there for me. I'm just saying, like, don't, don't hate on yourselves too hard and don't let it get the better of you until you end up looking like a fucking retarded hedgehog because that's where i'm at right now that's my life this is you know a further exploration into the crippling insecurities that i think many of us have but are very terrified to show um but it's not all bad it's not all bad stuff uh for every hateful experience i've had i've had a good one lately things have been on the up and up actually i think the last time i did a podcast um i was probably coming out of the tail end of about eight months of misery uh, again, those of you who keep up with me online, well, no, I'm always very open and honest about shit times in my life. You have to be. I'm searching for truth on a daily basis in my comedy, in my podcasting, and in my conversation with my audience. So I've always been real, and I had a bad fucking stretch, man. It felt pretty shitty. It was like, when is you relentless? When is this gonna let up? And when can I get back to the good times? Anyway, good times have been rolling. I've been working. I've been doing some comedian shit, you know. <laughs> Like big commercials with uh, with way more famous comedians than me and getting loads of lines. It's been good. Good showreel material. Good stuff to show the people out there. Uh, lots of live shows. I've got a big tour. tour. Well, let's, let's say 10 days of lots of shows, podcasts, radio appearances, uh, live appearances going on in New York City coming up in May. All the details of that you can check out on my website, by the way, jeffreyleach.com. 
slash live dash date. Um, but yeah, just go to jeffreyleach.com and see those. But this is good shit going on. Uh, but on a more personal, direct level, I had... Let me just throw this out here, all right? We'll see how this sticks with you guys. I consider myself 2018, right? I'm a pretty progressive individual. That's what the snowflake element is about. People, you know, I'm a, I'm a liberal lefty, but I'm savage enough to not accept the overt PC culture, to not accept that everyone who's a conservative is a moron, just to, just to understand that there's a good middle ground for us to exist, people with some balance in our at least political and social outlook. I've considered myself reasonably fucking progressive, you know, friends of all races, religions, sexualities, genders. But I had an experience the other day that threw, like, made me have a step back and just go, you know what? Maybe, maybe I, I'm not that progressive in every way that I thought I was. And I'll, I'll paint the picture for you. It was a good thing that happened. It was a good thing, but it just threw me a curveball, a life curveball. And I'd like to recount it. I, 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 was, I, was, I was heading to a show, to a live show the other night, and uh, I had a little smoke because, you know, it's California. I'm a stand-up comedian, and, uh, and I, I've not been drinking alcohol. I'm, I'm off the booze again. So when I'm off the booze, I'm like, well, obviously, if I'm not taking part in one vice, uh, I should probably take part in another one. So I've, I've been smoking a little bit of weed just to chill myself out, feel good, get a little buzz without the hangovers and the headaches and the, the self-loathing and depression. Anyway, I had a little smoke, a little sativa vibe. I was feeling buzzed, but, but very alert. I was feeling good about the world. I was imagining dewdrops dripping from the the newborn blossoms of spring. I don't I don't know. I was, I was feeling good, and I ordered myself a lift to get to this show because listen, ladies, I don't want to show off, but I'm I'm making I'm making lift money these days. Sometimes Uber XL money if I really want to impress you. And my my lift driver turns up. I see his uh, details. Name's Giovanni. Sounds a very Italian name. Turns out the gentleman is is definitely. Mexican, um, I get in the back of his cab, and I'm kind of stoned, feeling a little self-aware, but good, and I sit in the back of his cab, and, and he's like, he's like, hey man, I'm like, hey Giovanni, how's your day going, and he's like, he's like, good, good, thank you sir, hey, and he turns right around in his seat, as he's driving, which was terrifying, looks me in the eyes, and he goes, hey man, you know you got beautiful eyes, you got beautiful eyes, he says. You got beautiful eyes. They're so green. And I didn't know what to do. I was like, this is the nicest compliment I've ever had in the last fucking eight months of my existence. This is so sweet and innocent and honest. And it's coming from a man. From one man to another. And this is 2018. And one man, one big shaved head hairy-faced Mexican man to another big, long-haired, hairy-faced British dude. He's just laying his heart out there and just telling me, you got beautiful eyes, man. But it was the fact that it was the first bit of conversation, the first comment that came out of Giovanni's beautiful, beautiful lips. He just, <laughs> he just hey, man, you know you got beautiful eyes. They're so green. And I didn't know what the fuck to do. I just went, uh, 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 thanks. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, they're green. <laughs> and then I just, I couldn't talk to him. 
the whole journey, I just didn't, I was like, fuck no, man. I'm like, this This guy has taken us to a place in a, in a friendship, in, in a friendship between two men. I'm not even saying it was sexual. I was thinking it, but I'm not saying it was sexual. But he's taken us to a place that even between two men, even my buddies I have known since day dot, right? Since I was old enough to remember memories. If they turn around to, they, you, you have to, I have to trust you before you can compliment how beautiful my eyes. Now, don't get me wrong, Giovanni, I fucking needed that. It was, whoa, what a pick-me-up. I went, I went to that gig. I, I, I did one of the best shows I've had in a while. I did all new material. I killed it down at my Bunny Adam Hunter's night at the Dime. It was so good. It was such a lovely crowd. They were really forthcoming, really forgiving. It was all new material, and they really liked the new stuff, and it made me feel really good about these new bits. And I'm pretty certain Giovanni, not all, wear he not all heroes wear capes. Some, some drive lift, ladies and gentlemen. Some of them... We're wearing a fantastic flip-flop, board short, sports shirt combo. And Giovanni is one of those heroes. But he threw me, man. He threw me. Because the, the, the genuine guy part of me is just like, whoa, that's a really nice compliment. The stone part of me is like, what the fuck do I do with this? But then some regressive part of my brain was like, <gasps> Giovanni wants to smash. Like, Giovanni legit wants to fucking fondle my cojones. And I don't know. I just don't, I don't know what to do. He's a big guy. I'm in his cab for a 20-minute journey. What do I do? And I, ju I just shut down. I just went, uh, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, it's probably my shirt's green. You know, brings, brings out the color. And then I just kind of stared at my phone. And I felt like an ass when I got out. I just wanted to be like, I should have just gone, thanks, man. You know what? That's about one of the only parts of my body I get good compliments on throughout my life is my eyes. And I'm glad you see that. And from one man to another man, I think it's very forthcoming, very brave in this day and age to pay a compliment to a stranger like that. And I think it makes you a very developed and empathetic human being. But instead, I just thought, eh, this guy probably wants to suck my dick. So I shut down. <laughs> Giovanni, if you are listening, there's a reason I gave you that $5 tip on my lift, bro. And that's because you made my fucking night, right? And I want you to know that. But maybe ease into the compliments of that nature. Maybe I'll start out with like, hey man, your shirt is really cool. Start with the shirt before you go straight to the, oh man, you got beautiful eyes. Maybe. Who am I to say? <sighs> Man, lots of things going on in the world. People are upset about Childish Gambino. Don't know if you saw this. Childish Gambino has released. He's a he's a he's an actor. Was <laughs> well, one of his one of his pastimes. Donald Glover, talented actor. He's a director, writer. Makes a show called Atlanta. I haven't seen it. I heard good things about it from some people. Other people have said it paints a very two dimensional picture of black folks in America. So I don't know. I haven't watched it. What I do know is that he's a talented actor. I've seen him in other shows. He's been in loads of stuff. He's been in Spider-Man Homecoming. He's, he's, he's in big blockbusters. He's in more indie flicks and TV shows. Um, he's also a musician. Goes under the name Childish Gambino. He's won 
Grammys. This motherfucker is killing it. He's li- he he's he is. If there was ever a man proving that we live in an age right now where black men and women can achieve great heights, I'm not saying they're not still held back by institutionalized racism. I'm saying there is opportunity to make a great success of yourself. Charles Gambino is it. Donald Glover is it. He's also, I think, uh, a political satirist. Certainly in the way he writes, in the way he talks, he's, I don't think, trying to be some kind of huge philosophical political leader for the black community. But what I do think is he's making social commentary on black culture. And he did that with a song called uh, This Is America. Or more importantly, just not just the lyrics, but the video for This America. And anyway, it's been blowing up on the internet over the last week. People have been making reaction videos to it. Some people are desperately upset. Oh, Charles Gambino is making fun of America, saying it's all gun shootings and mass shootings and racism and police brutality. And oh, we're ignoring it. But, but, and I'm like, yeah, this motherfucker is making a huge amount of very apt, very adept and very amusing points through a piece of artwork, man. And I'm rocking with it. <laughs> the song also is a banger. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. This is America. But here's the deal. Here's what really struck me about this whole story. Is normally when a black artist or a black performer makes a piece of art that highlights or shines a spotlight on some of the, um, I guess, adverse conditions within which black Americans are living within this country. People of color are living within this country. The lower classes might be living within in this country. They're celebrated for it. They are supported. They're given an overt amount of um, of online, social media, and public support by the community that they are speaking with. I'm going to say for, because I'm not saying he's speaking for them, but with, with them. In support of the atrocities that these people are experiencing. Right? Not with Childish Gambino. Holy fuck me. Jesus Christ on a fucking bicycle. This man had so much hatred from people that I have, I know, people that I've seen even, other comedians, black comedians, for being married to a white woman and having a baby of mixed race. They're, they're kind of argument, the argument of, uh, I, I don't, you know, I can't speak for every single one of these people that's kind of picked on his, his social commentary, his artwork, because of his private and personal choices about who he's fallen in love with, who he has decided to marry and have a relationship with. But the general gist of a lot of the uh, disappointment in Childish Gambino, in Donald Glover, from these people was, this is a black man who's professing to be woke. Which, by the way, I fucking hate that word, woke. What are we, is everyone asleep? No one's asleep. It's not called being woke, man. It's called having some kind of non- moronic common sense about how the world would operate better in a more equal and fair manner. Woke. It's such a trendy fucking millennial word that can be applied to, uh, yeah, political activists from the black movement, but also for, you know, fucking white chicks with a college education, zero problems, who haven't paid for half on a Tinder date their entire fucking lives because their name's Becky, they drink Starbucks, but just because they put hashtag woke. Oh my God, the treatment of people is so bad. Hashtag woke, social media. Get my like, smash the re-like, please retweet. Oh my God, I'm so with you, except you're not. You're fucking not, bitch. (laughs) Becky, you do not 
understand anything. Anything these people are going through. Get the fuck out of here with your wokeness. Anyway, they were angry because Donald Glover, hey, you want to be woke? You want to speak about how the black community is being treated by police or how we're, you know, sensationalized as performers, whether it be as actors or dancers or musicians or with world star videos, with joke videos, with comedic dancing, instead of looking at the real root of the problems in our society, which is what his video, I think, was trying to express. They were angry because they said, you can't be progressive, Donald Glover, because you have chosen to fuck, marry, and sire children with a white woman. How fucking regressive is that? That opinion of him. How regret, how, you, like, let me just publicly say, if that's your opinion, you are part of the fucking problem, my friends. I can only base this on my own personal experience, right? And my own personal outlook on the world. But here's how I think about things. If, if you profess to be any person, person of color, a white person, a black person, brown, Asian, or, you know, a woman, a man, gay, straight, to be progressive, to be looking to a progressive society where we are all treated equally, where we are all given the same opportunity, where we are all afforded the same rights, the same civil rights, the same social rights, the same political rights, the same fucking human rights as each other, then you cannot shit on a person for viewing the world with the eyes of equality, with a blindness to love. I am proud to say that when I am sexually attracted to a woman or mentally attracted to people as friends, companions, colleagues, I don't look at whether you're black or white or Asian or brown-skinned or light-skinned. I don't give a fuck, man. It's like if you're not a piece of shit or not, if you're hot to me or not. That's the way it goes. Like Donald Glover can look at a white chick and go, you know what? I want to fuck the shit out of this girl because she is beautiful, <laughs> right? And then he talks to her and finds out she happens to be quite progressive in her outlook on the world and that she happens to be a decent, morally and ethically on point person that he feels fucking connected to. And then he ends up dating this girl and falling in love with this girl because companionship does that and spending time with people does that. And then they get married and then they have a child. That doesn't mean he's now blind or a liar to the plight of people from the black community to other black folks in America. And if you think that, if you were gonna shit on one of the most successful, at least in recent years, one of the most successful young black talents in this country across the fucking board, if you wanna shit on him because he chose to marry a white woman and have a mixed child, then you are a fucking racist. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're part of the problems. You're part of the fucking problems of this country, of that systemic racism. You're just throwing it out there. Now, it's not inverted racism. That doesn't exist. It's just racism. It's just racism. Fuck Donald Glover. He's got a white bitch. Fuck you. You backwards, moronic pieces of shit. I swear to God, I was so disappointed by some of the people who had this view. You know, and of course, because I'm a white man. I'm a white man. I'm not American doesn't matter that I'm a white immigrant, uh, you know, of mixed race myself, to some extent, to a certain extent, I'm not going to suggest that I'm anything but white and, you know, tan-blooded <laughs> with my Macedonian English upbringing, pretty much white across the board. I've been afforded all of those luxuries as a white 
dude in society where I don't get followed around my Costco when I'm trying to pick shit up. You know, I don't get followed around the store. I don't get, you know, watched around someone's cell phone if they leave it on the table. I get none of that shit, none of that systemic racism like that. Pretty much if I'm going to get... Well, actually, every time I've been involved with the police, it's been a terrible experience. But my, my, my point is, that's a story for another day. My point is, I understand the privileges I've been afforded because of my skin color. But I'm also preoccupied, day in, day out, with wanting equality for all people, right? And that means all people to be afforded the same possibilities, opportunities, and rights as each other. But also to be called out when they're being fucking arseholes. And that doesn't matter if you are black, white, Asian, brown, light skin, I don't give a fuck. If you have a go at someone for marrying outside of their race, you're a fucking racist. It's bullshit, man. Bullshit. I don't know, you go see the video. Watch some of the comments, man. And don't get me wrong, this is not, you know, there, there, there was certainly a split, there was certainly Plenty of black people highlighting, you know, Donald Glover's a fucking legend. What a great video. What a wonderful piece of art, especially as the antithesis, as the, as the, as the, as the, 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 the day to the night that is Kanye West. Holy shit. That guy, uh, he, he's, he's done, right? He's like, can we just go a little bit into the psyche of that man? He has fucking Kardashian to the point where he's gone crazy now. I'm pretty certain whatever she pumped into her anus has leaked into her vagina and is sending this motherfucker crazy. He's just going... Every one of the Kardashians is a walking physical travesty. Now, I know a lot of you will be like, no, but they are so beautiful. They are so... Look at the before and after photos of every single member of that family. Need I, need I one out? Like, some of them have changed themselves so much they're completely different people now, Right? Oh, Brucey, he's done. They literally, every single member of that family has undergone immense mental and physiological changes. And I don't always think for the better, right? Caitlin, good for her. Go on, do your thing. I'd want to be a woman. You're probably the, he's the only real woman out there. She's the only real woman out of that entire fucking family, really. The rest are fucking sirens. Succubi bringing in the likes of Kanye West, what seemed to be a reasonably politically driven progressive man. I'm not saying he can't be conservative, but fuck me, his whole like, his whole Trump love is just a bit of a step too far. He doesn't get it. There was a wonderful video on, uh, I can't believe I'm going to say a sentence, but TMZ had a wonderful video of Kanye. He went in there to defend his, uh, you know, his political outline, uh, outlying, his, his, his kind of beliefs that he's trying to take ownership of the Make America Great Again. You know, uh, he's trying to um, to point out that black people can change the view of conservatism, of Republican behavior by being part of the system. Change it from within, said Kanye. But then one of the staff, TMZ staff, got up and made some incredible points about, I understand what you're trying to say. I just think you're not taking into account any experiences of the majority if not pretty much all of the people from that community because you live in a fucking mansion jerking off onto a booty filled with collagen every night whilst i don't know 
camera crews film your every fucking movement. Like, you're not living in reality, Kanye. It was a beautiful video. And you can see that if anyone had said it, other than a young black member of staff at TMZ, Kanye would have gone off on it. He probably would have punched someone in the face. You could see him just going, he did, his brain was just like, oh shit, this guy's making some very clear, clarified statements that are completely undoing the absolute lunacy that I've been peddling. What do I do? And he listened, to be fair. He listened and he took it on board. But it didn't sink in because that motherfucker was back on Twitter the next day like, I just want to let everybody know man, that I'm going to be releasing a track. And basically in the track, I'm going to defend everything that I said on the interwebs. And when the track comes out and you listen to it, it basically doesn't really explain any of my thoughts in an intelligent manner. And I have another rapper feature on it who will actually deconstruct all of my lunacy. And then I will put this track out as a piece of art. It's like, it's so dumb. <sighs> Light and day. Day and night. Black and white, yin and yang, the Gambino to the West. I don't know. Where do your thoughts lie? Let me know. I want to have a bit more of a conversation with these podcasts. I'd love to hear back from you guys. I'd love to know what you're thinking, whether you're in the same place as me as not. As not? The same place as me as not. Losing the ability to speak. It happens about halfway through the podcast. Always does. Um, in lighter news, I've been watching... Loads of fucking TV. I've been trying to just not go out. Dating. Fuck dating in this city. Let me just let me just, let me just actively say, whilst I've been enjoying a very much an upswing in the old work and creative genres or elements of my life, I have been having the most bullshit dating experiences. It's just fucking dog shit. There are so many women. So many women in in LA who are just like two dates. They just come in for the two dates. They want a nice meal. Or they want a night out with drinks and dancing, some fun shit. Or they want a, a, a hike and a brunch or a, a day at the theater or an experience or whatever the fuck they want. They want their adventure, their day. And then they're like, peace. Because that is now the power that women have always exuded. They've always exuded that power. However... Now, men are not allowed to comment on it. We have to be overtly accepting of it. This is, this is the culture we live in right now. This is a social climate. Men are pieces of shit across the board. We're all terrible people. Every single one of us is a hashtag me too waiting to happen. We're all awful. How dare men? He, he complimented me. He ordered the wrong wine. You know, it started with the fucking Aziz and sorry thing. We saw that shit. That... You can't do anything right now if you've got a cock and balls hanging between your legs. But I'm calling bullshit on this behavior. Fuck LA, this vacuous city. But more importantly, fuck these women that are using that power and then have the audacity to whinge about how terrible their lives are. I've hit a point right now where I have been dicked over and I wish that was in the metaphorical sense. No, wait, it is in the metaphorical sense. I wish it was in the physical... Wait, do I wish I'd been dicked by a girl? Let me retract that statement. I... Hang on. A trap's gay. I wish... I do not wish that I'd been dicked by girls. I wish dick had been involved with some of the women that I've been dating over the last few months because I've just been taking girls on dates, getting to know them, trying to have a real bond, a real relationship, and every single one of these girls is a 
fucking greedy. Greedy little bastard. Like a nasty little asshole. And I can see it. It's transparent. And I see it and I'm like, oh, maybe I'm right. No, I was right. I was 100% right. And it's really, really upsetting me. It's got to a point where I've had so much misery relating to women over the last year. Have you... Listen, this is a question for the straight men listening to the podcast right now, right? Just hear me out. Have you ever had such a run of bad luck with ladies? Such a run of bad luck with ladies that you go, you know what? Could I? Could I suck a dick? Like, like, I know, I'm not saying I'm there. Like, I'm there, I'm going to try it. I'm not saying I'm even seriously contemplating it where I'm, you know, I want to look at a couple or I want to go on a date with a dude and just see how it goes. I'm not saying I want to be in the same room and scream at a dick. <laughs> I don't, I'm not at that place yet. But as a man who has lived his entire life as a heterosexual male, who loves the company of women, I have felt so fucking dicked about by women over the last year that there's a little part of me, part of my brain that's going, could I suck a dick? (laughs) And like, I'll explain why, right? First of all, let's talk about the sexual element, right? Men, gay men, all the gay men that I know, they do not fuck around when it comes to fucking around. They know what they want, they're straight up, boom. You want to do this? Bang, let's do that. You're not ready to do this yet? Bang, let's not do that. I'm, a, I'm, I'm definitely up for sex, but I have to wait until I know someone like this. Boom, I just lay it out there. It's just honest. Or, you know what? I love to fuck, but I also want to get to know you and see if there's a relationship there. Bang. They just lay shit out. They're more honest. They're more direct because two guys can have that kind of a conversation. We can be so brutally honest about that stuff because we treat sex, we have a different emotional response to sex than women do. Generally, gross generalizations based on scientific fact, we release different chemicals in our brain when we have sex. We release, oh, endorphins that make us feel good and yeah, fuck, I just fucked and you feel like a champion and powerful. The adrenaline's pumping, the endorphins are there, the dopamine levels are high. Women release chemicals that make them feel physically connected, emotionally connected to the person they have had sex as a generalized thing. But this is a, this is a gross generalization based on the scientific majority of women's chemical makeup, right? I should really have cited exact studies here, but fuck it. If you want to go and do the research, go and do the research. I have done at a previous time. So women will feel more connected. Men can just go, you know what? I feel connected to you because I trust you and I love you and I enjoy your company and I feel like we are morally and ethically on point with each other. Boom, 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 boom. All the things that build a relationship, sure, for men and women too, but the sex element can be so separate that we can just enjoy that as well alongside. We're capable of that. Now get this, I have never, this is why I'm like considering it, (laughs) at least as a comedy, at least as a comical concept, I'm considering, could I be a homosexual? Could I do it? Not, am I one? I know I'm not. But could I live my life as one? Would I be happier as one? Here's the reason why. I have never in my entire 34 years of living on this planet, ever, ever heard a guy whinge about the fucking he is doing with other guys. Ever. But I will say, 
as a fair estimate, at least 40 to 50% of my straight buddies have whinged, and that includes me, about their sexual partner, the sex they're having or not having, as the case may be, with their fucking partner. The sex is clearly going to be better. It's going to be better. Who's going to know how to suck a dick better than a man? No one. <laughs> no one. Who is going to want to fuck at any moment at the drop of a dick, at the drop of a hat, I was going to say, at the drop of the pants should be more apt. Men. Who is going to stimulate that G-spot deep inside of your anus every time you fuck? Men. I'm just saying. Sexually, it makes sense, man. I'm envious of gay dudes who've just gone, that's it, I'm gay. I'm ready, I'm ready, let's fucking do this shit. Because they are getting the best stuff. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Then we add on to that, the, the biggest thing for me right now, one of the biggest things, which is, which is financial security. I will say that the biggest expense, by far, by a, a fucking, uh, by a, a, an Olympian mile in my life has been women. The fairer sex, the fairer gender, the mothers, the, the, the nature's goddesses. They have been the single biggest drain on my fucking wallet throughout my entire life. Now, listen, some of you are going to be listening, you're going to go, Jeff, that's your fault, brother. That's your fucking fault. If you choose to go on a date with a girl, and every time you do that, you're dropping two to 500 bucks, depending what you do. Like, you can't leave the house in a major city without spending 50 to 100 bucks on your own. Cab, drinks, done. That's 100 bucks. Just, like, you just you shit 100 bucks. As soon as you walk out the door, someone should just come over and smash my head in with a brick and take 100 bucks out of my wallet, and I go home feeling exactly the same. Wake up with the same kind of headache. And the same empty wallet. But when you add women into that mix, holy shit balls. Fuck me. We're living in the age of equality. Tell that to my accountant. Tell that to the to the receipts in my wallet for every fucking Tinder date, Bumble date, Raya date that I have had over the last God knows how many years. And every, every invite, like, even with my friends, my female friends, they're just, oh my God. The, 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 the verocity and blind acceptance that women would take a man's payment for every part of a date they go on is is uh, is is tantamount to uh, you know uh, ownership of a house i could own another house with the money i spent on women easy easy own a house i could have a house by now i could own a fucking house with the amount of money i've spent on women having a good time going on dates and i'm done I am fucking done with it. But guess what? You're a gay man. Holy shit. The dispensable income is real. There's a reason why they have that saying. The pink pound is strong. Because gay men are incredibly voracious when they support an artist. Incredibly voracious. They will buy your tickets. They will buy your CDs. They will download your album. They will tweet about you. They will hashtag about you. And they got the fucking cash to buy tickets to your show. To spend some money downloading that podcast. To, to donating $5 or more a month at Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Jeff Leach <laughs> to support the podcast. I don't know how big my gay community following is. Maybe after this podcast, it's going to go through the roof. They're going to be listening going, 
Sebastian, did you hear? <laughs> Jeff Leach is ready to suck a dick. Oh my god. Let's become patrons. Become patrons. Uh, who knows? That could be the that the fir- that would be the first instance of someone paying for me for once. That was the that was the worst way to try and get <laughs> to try and get pledges on my Patreon. Threatening to potentially suck a dick. <sighs> but isn't that is that any different to what women are doing on Tinder? They're literally giving a man the sense that at the end of a good date, they might like him enough and see him as enough of a of an attractive, financially stable and um, generous human being that they might, just might, suck or sit on his dick. And that's why he goes out. That's why mugs like me go out and drop 200 to 300 bucks on fucking dinner cocktails, Ubers to and from just to give a little kiss on the cheek or on the lips at the doorstep and then that bitch never fucking hits you up or she'll do it two or three times under the pretense that she doesn't oh I don't sleep with guys on the first few dates really? alright well then get your fucking credit card out Get your credit card out. It's the same thing. Same thing as me threatening to suck a man's dick for $5 on Patreon. Dispensable income. The G-spot stimulation. Not whinging about sexual partner. And then when you add into that, the fact that you can just be, it's, it's literally your best bro. Who, whose company do I enjoy most in the world? I already list them. Pete. Yeah? Seth. Jay. First three, first three best name, best friend names that I have that come to my head. Those are the people. I, I like hanging out with those three men more than anyone else in my life. I, I have slept, <laughs> lay next to, in a very platonic manner, those buddies and had naps in the afternoon after drinking beers and whiskey and playing video games together for 12 hours. 12 hours, have you, when was the last time you spent 12 hours of company solid with a partner, (laughs) a heterosexual partner, and enjoyed it, not because you weren't being punished for something, 12 hours straight and you were still greedy for more, when was the last time you did that, and here, imagine if you just, imagine if you just added into that equation, you're hanging out with that best friend, you're playing some video games, you're fucking joking, you're shit talking each other and not taking it personally because there isn't an overabundance of those ridiculous emotions that you have to have when it's a man and a woman connecting with each other, which brings out the worst emotional connections between each other as well as the best. So you spend half your time madly in love, half your time madly fucking loathing each other. What if you were just hanging out with your best friend and after 12 hours, of playing video games you looked at each other and went you want to suck each other's dicks <laughs> it's like it's it's Christmas it's Christmas every day there's a reason why gay men love music and fashion and art and literature and they're upbeat and they're buoyant and their personalities are flamboyant because every day is Christmas for them every day is a just a cock wrapped Christmas Day there's presents because they have dispensable income and because they split everything the checks each other's buttocks it's like it's great anyway I don't know 
Women, I'm just saying, unless a good girl comes along soon. Who and listen, I'm not I'm 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 I can play it any which way because I am a man. I'm happy to fuck the shit out of each other on the first date. But then, you know, still do fun things, go to nice dates, do shit together, give you mental stimulation as well as physical. Make sure that you feel cared for. I'm capable of that shit. I'm capable of doing one of those open relationships where we're just we're lovers and we're together but you can go off and fuck people as long as we're safe and we're open and honest with each other and you're using protection i can do that or i can do a like a monogamous relationship but just be real about it just be real because if you want to hold back on the fucking on a relationship on actually honestly progressing it then stop fucking taking the check at face value as a man's job to do. Get your fucking credit card out. And if you haven't got a credit card, get a fucking job and sign up for one. <sighs> I don't know, man. I'm going to die alone. People are making fun. People are making fun online of Elon Musk and Grimes, right? Musician Grimes. She's actually 34 years old. I didn't realize it. Or 30 years old. Sorry, 30 years old. She's four years younger than me. She looks like 20-something. She looks like a fucking child. But she's a beautiful 30-year-old woman. And he's, I don't know, in his 40s, right? Elon Musk. Late 40s, early 40s, late 40s, whatever. He's had plugs. <laughs> he's he's a billionaire in his 40s. And people are like, oh my God. Elon Musk and Grimes on the red carpet together at an event. Yeah, yeah. And, and so soon after Amber Heard. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because Elon Musk is a billionaire. And he realizes, fuck it. If I'm paying for everything, I'm going to work my ass off. I am going to become immensely wealthy. And if I'm going to be picking up the check, guess what? I am not fucking a woman who is going to treat me as anything but a god. Like, <laughs> he's legit. Like, listen, I'm a billionaire. I can do incredible things for your career, for your life. I can give you experiences and adventures you will never be able to do without me. You gotta be young, tight, sexy as fuck, talented, and you gotta look like you wanna suck my dick so hard my balls are gonna pop through the shaft. <laughs> like, and, and that's what he's doing. Good for him. Good for him. I'm fed up of living the facades that... No, man, a man's really got... No, you've got to show a woman... You've got to show a woman, prove to a woman that you can provide for her, that you can support her, that, you, that you're there for the long run. And that's what you're doing when you say, fuck off. You prove to me you're not an Instagram thought. You prove to me you have a legit interest in building a connection with me as well. It works both ways, ladies. I'm all for equality of the genders. And that extends to the fucking paycheck... And the bar tabs. Alright? I want you to earn the same amount as me for the same job we do. But guess what? I'm a comedian. I'm running out of money. <laughs> I got no cash. I'm doing a podcast once every six weeks. Alright? Shit's hard out here on the streets. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta understand. It's been a difficult time. I'm just, I'm fucking done with it. I'll be sucking a dick within the month. I reckon. Oh, God. I don't know. I want to be in love, I think. I want to be in love. I had another girl let me down. 
I was meant to fly. I'm flying to England early. I'm doing some shows in uh, Romania, hosting a big event there, and then doing a live show for an hour in June. And a girl asked me to fly back. A lady, she's not a girl. She's a woman. She's a grown woman, grown-ass woman. Asked me to fly back early to come and spend some time with her and attend an event. And then she's just gone on a, on a discovery trip in a beautiful country in the world. And she's discovered things about herself. And she's realized that she wants more than I want and blah, 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 blah. And now he's like, I don't even know if it's a good idea. I'll see each other. I'm like, well, first of all, you could have told me that before I bought the fucking thousand dollar flight, right? Have some, have, work out your feelings before you ask me to make such a grand gesture as that. Because guess what? All right? If I had a thousand dollars for every time a girl wanted me to go on a fucking date with her, then I'd be an immense, I'd be Elon Musk money, and I'm not. Secondly, why does that mean we can't hang out? You've already got clearly affection for me, like I do for you. Clearly already understand who I am and like who I am, as do I with you. Let's spend some time together. Yes, there's flaws in our interaction because we live across the world from each other. Yes, there's various issues within that. But I was giving it enough of a go to fucking fly back early a week and pay all that money to go to England, which I don't want to be in that country, instead of flying straight to Romania to spend time with you for a few days. And then just go, you know what? I just don't think we should. Fuck out of here. I'm done. I'm done. Give me girthy dick. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to lose some listeners with this. I know I am. But that's all right. I don't want you, man. I don't want you if you can't understand. Sometimes a man has got to threaten to suck another man's dick to understand his own relationship with heterosexuality. You know? I know, I know that being gay is not a choice, right? I'm just saying that maybe for me, it should be. I don't know. Maybe there's a bit of a theme today, pod, to today's podcast, uh, women doing crazy shit. I saw a chick, I saw a girl, right, a woman in a car the other day drive past. She was obviously going past a church and she was having a full-on conversation with her friend. She wasn't really looking at the road anyway already. And then she saw the church and she took both hands off the wheel. I don't understand why she took both hands, put one to her breast. She held up like her chest, you know, her heart with one hand. And then she used her other hand, her right hand to do a sign of the cross as she was driving along at whatever, 30, 40 miles an hour. Now, sure. I'm not going to say I've never taken both hands off the steering wheel. I get it. But for, you know, more important reasons than hand on heart, do a sign of the cross because I'm going past the church, which by the way, was a good 50 meters away. Like you, you just sort of clearly saw it out of the side of her eye. I was watching from the side of a, a lift. I was sitting in the lift and I was watching her drive because, you know, <laughs> we'd just been on a Tinder day and she hadn't paid half. So I was, <laughs> no. I was watching people in traffic and I saw her do this thing and I was like, fucking hell. What a weird thing that is. What a weird thing that religion has infected this woman's mind so much that she would put herself in literally a, a physical situation of potential danger, poor driving, bad road etiquette, horrendous, horrendous fucking chance laid at her doorstep because she had to go uh, praise the Jesus with her hands. I don't know why she needed both hands. Could have done one hand, decided on both. 
It's a dangerous ritual. What if everyone else had these rituals? I understand. Some of you are going to go, hey, listen, Jeff, don't hate on people with religion. I'm not hating on people who have beliefs. I like beliefs. Beliefs are important. I like spiritualism. I like the idea of, hey, if your if your religious beliefs brings you close to people, has empathy for people, imbues you with love and understanding, great. Great, 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 great. I get the religion is a part endemically part of someone's life often but if that means that you have these dangerous rituals what about things that were endemic to my life what about things that i associate as being some of the most prolonged important crutches for me emotionally booze what if every time i drove past a bar or a liquor store i had to take a shot <laughs> do you know what i mean just fucking whoop pop the bottle open bang shot i'd be dead within a month if I was lucky. Every every time you go past a firearms dealer, someone from the south, they just have to open the window and scream, bang, it's a random stranger. You would cause heart attacks, left, right and center. People would be crashing all over the place. Or you have to offload a couple of rounds out the window. Prison, everyone, fucking lawless. It would be craziness. Every time you drive past a strip club, you just have to pull your dick out and throw your wallet out the window. Lunacy. Let's get, let's get a little grip, shall we? Let's just try and get a little grip on religion, on these rituals. They don't make any sense. It's fucking lunacy. Speaking of lunacy, I'm going to finish up today on something that I think is... Um, <laughs> that I think is... is uh, this is a dangerous subject, man. I've left it long enough now. I've been doing some stuff about this on stage, but I've left it long enough in the podcast now that I think I can talk about it very briefly, which is the YouTube shooter. We, we, look, America, there is a new shooting every week, a new mass shooting every week. There's no good time to talk about shootings or make jokes about them or highlight the lunacy. We have to make jokes about these things because without humor, we can't remove the demonized element of these atrocities. Mass shootings are fucking nuts. They are depressing. They are miserable. They are sad. They are gut-wrenchingly heartbreaking. But they're also a reality that needs to be talked about. Um, I, I, I heard about the YouTube shooter and I don't know, listen, hear me out. Is it wrong that when I heard about the shooting, I was like, all right, it's been a shooter, YouTube, disgruntled ex-YouTuber, three have been injured, but not killed, and the shooter has been killed, it appears they've shot themselves. The first thing I thought was like, oh, oh, thank, thank God it was, it was a woman for once. Thank God it was just for one time, it was a girl who did it. It was someone with a vagina who decided to be crazy and try and kill a load of people who are innocent. Thank God. Oh my God, hallelujah. Not for the, the shooting, obviously. Um, it sucks that it happened. It sucks that people were injured. It sucks that a woman with clearly some major mental instabilities is now dead because she couldn't get a grip on her emotional demons. But thank fuck it wasn't a dude again. You know what I mean? Like. I'm just so sick of us being demonized. Men are demonized every single time. And it's not all women doing it. 
it's not all men doing it. It's a, a big mixture of lots of different people, but it's like, thank God. it And guess what? On top of it being a lady, it was a woman of color, technically, a Middle Eastern woman, a Middle Eastern woman and a vegan, <laughs> a vegan, no less. She thought YouTube was silencing her vegan videos and views on the world and her protection of animals and how she wanted to stop the mindless slaughter of innocent animals turned into food. And she would make that statement by trying to mindlessly slaughter innocent animals who are humans. Fucking vegans. Can you believe that was in all the titles as well? Proving that vegans are so up themselves. That even when they're carrying out one of the worst atrocities a human can carry out in society, they still got to tell everyone they're a fucking vegan. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just glad no one died except her. You know? Because I couldn't say these things. If anyone else had died, I could not make these comedic observations. But thank fuck it wasn't a man. But you know what? Look, here you go. Let me, let me end up on... Uh, in support of women... Make sure you, you know I'm on the right team here, which is the team of equality. It just proved to me one more social example that proves to me without a shadow of doubt that women should be in charge of the world, right? Women should run. Every government, every government agency, every army have the fingers on the buttons of every nuclear warhead in the world because this proved without a shadow of a doubt, that women suck at violence, at mindless violence. They just, it doesn't come naturally to them. They're just, they'd rather talk things out. And even when one, one, one woman slips through the cracks of crazy and goes so fucking nutso that she's like, you know what? I'm going to go shoot some innocent people. She can't even do it right. She fucked it up. <laughs> that kid, that fucking arsehole, little douchebag, white boy you know it was another white man young white man fucking lunatic goes and shoots up 17 in a school kill what's killed 17 innocent kids at a school woman tries to do the same thing in just three shoots herself in the face just saying we should have women run every government in the world because there'll be no more no more mindless death no more wars They'd be like, fuck it. We knew what happened last time. We we both we both landed. We we dropped the nukes in the wrong location. In the middle of the fucking ocean. <laughs> like just saying, ladies, if you want a job done, you know, you gotta you gotta use the right person for the job. And the job I think women will be best destined for is running every government in the world. Listen, it's been real. It's been real, ladies and gentlemen. This is gonna be a weekly affair. Remember, the things I say in this podcast are humorous, they're comedic. If you're triggered by any of it, good. It means you're a fucking moron. You don't understand humor or satire or social observation delivered in a comedic fashion. If you do like the podcast, do me a favor. Make sure you like the videos. You give it a little bit of feedback and reviews on either iTunes, on SoundCloud. Hit that follow button on soundcloud.com slash Podcast. And give all the other episodes a listen. Also, if you really like it and you want to be a supporter of what I do here, head to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jeff Leach and become a patron. 
Every new patron each month will have their name read out at the end of the podcast. This month, I want to give a big shout out for all of my existing patrons. Jack Strange, Laser Guided Love, Appin74, Casper, Zom, Nickel Pickle, Dragon Ball Meow, Kyle, Jenny Nitz, Captain Cleanup, Mr. Bongi, Jordan, Zim00, Damone, Grumblick, Aloysius, M Vanilla, Patrick Douglas, Robert Scott, and Kai Day. I love you guys. Thank you for supporting what I do. Make sure to join me next time on the Savage Snowflake Podcast. I've been Jeff Leach. You're all savage. Goodbye. <laughs>